If you want Colts talk all year long, you're in the right place. Fires upfield into the end zone. It is caught. Jelani Woods. Touchdown. He's going to fire upfield. It's broken up. Tipped and up. intercepted by the Colts. This is the official Colts podcast, giving you an updated look at what's new with the horseshoes. Colts have it. Interception. Two seconds left. And the Colts are going to win. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, let's get the podcast started. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to the Week 16 version of the official Colts podcast. You got the Thursday crew here with you. Thanks for dialing us in on YouTube and the Colts Audio Network, all the normal audio channels. Bill Brooks along, Casey Vallier, I'm Matt Taylor, and a mega game for the Colts. We've been saying that now for about a month here yep. with only three games to play. It's the 8-6 and six Colts, the 6-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons on Christmas Eve down in the ATL. Another huge one for this ball club that has now won five of their last six. A huge one uh, last Saturday with that victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of exercising some demons, if yes. you will, with that yes. Pittsburgh so hex that the, sure. the Colts were, were under there. Merry Christmas, Bill. How are you doing today? I'm Welcome doing, back. I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to both of you. Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying your time because this is a it's a fun season for me. <laughs> I, I, I like the Christmas season, but uh, <laughs> what's even more fun is the talking about the Colts uh, possibilities getting into the playoffs. You got multiple seasons yes, going on, yeah, right? Exactly. The Christmas spirit, the Colts spirit here. Yes. So you're dialed in as is everybody else here. Case Meister, you got Santa's uh, number. Have you been texting the big fella? We have been back and forth. We've had we've had some ups and downs, that's for sure. We had uh we had a lady at the store about uh, about a week ago. We had my two boys were throwing a bit of a fit in the parking lot and a lady walked Uh-oh. up to my wife and said, "Hey, do you want me to text you Santa's number because <laughs> they, they they definitely understood what that meant that's what i've told them hey you know you they gotta, stopped like dead in their they tracks stopped dead in there. they were a little worried are you they serious were, they were a little scared so you know we, we've been back and forth i think you're they're gonna be they're gonna be able to figure it out by the time we get there but it's been yeah. up and down it's been a time now. i know but i think <laughs> i think down we're on a wire right. here with the two-minute warning <laughs> I mean, that's that's the valier way man that's that's about how it goes we never do anything right the first time <laughs> exactly. i can tell you that sherry's on the ones and twos producing the video so share merry christmas appreciate all that you do and uh, we got a lot to talk about here today. As we said, we're going to talk about all things Colts and Falcons. Also coming up in just a little bit on this podcast, Trey Sermon. One of those, I called him, he was a part of the the trio of the backup Three Musketeers. I love it, yes. yeah. Last Saturday, uh, Trey Sermon, Tyler Goodson, DJ Montgomery. But Trey Sermon, fresh off of 17 carries for 88 yards, his highest workload in a game for him since the 2021 season when he was with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So really good dude. You're going to enjoy that interview coming up in just a few minutes uh, as he's set to join us here on the podcast. But a lot to talk about. We're going to go into a segment as we start off and preview this game on on Sunday, guys. I'm calling this segment something or nothing, and you guys have to decide, right? Is it something like, eh, it's a big deal, or and they, that's that's nothing. We'll move on and, and kind of deal with it um, in real time. So, as we said, you know the Colts are trying to to stiff arm all of these teams that are in the mix with them in the AFC. You got five teams that are eight and six. Colts are one of those teams. If the playoffs started today, the Colts would be the seven seed. Yep. But then you got the Texans at eight and six, the Bills at eight and six, right behind the Colts. So they're on the outside looking in right now. And the reason why the Colts 
hold the tiebreakers over those teams. You've got a better conference record than yeah, Buffalo, yeah. and then a head-to-head win against Houston all the way back in Week Two. Uh, but then you got the Bengals at eight and six, and then here come the Jacksonville Jaguars yep. back to earth, earth back yep. to reality. Crazy. They've lost three in a row, and now the AFC South yeah. is still in play here yep. as well. And that's crazy to say because I think about three weeks ago we said, all right, the best, you know, the only way then for the Colts to make the playoffs was, hey, let's get in a wild card position and let's see what we can do. But um, the AFC South absolutely still in play for this team for the first time, trying to win the division for the first time since 2014. They play, who do they play? They play Tampa. Yeah, this in weekend. Tampa. And that's Tampa. a huge yeah. game so for the Buccaneers. Really, yeah. really. Yeah. So maybe without Trevor Lawrence, too. Right. He's in the concussion protocol. So a lot to get into. Um, but we're going to rely on now on that, that something or nothing concept here. The first one is, speaking of relying on things, relying on the depth. We talked about Michael Pittman Jr. still in the concussion protocol, but he is trending in the right direction, right? He was a limited participant in the walkthrough on, on Wednesday, which is a really good sign, which means he's cleared some of those uh, hurdles Initial along steps, the way yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to get back on the game field. Zach Moss got banged up, too, and we talked about you know those guys stepped up. Montgomery, you had Sermon, you had Tyler Goodson. But, Bill, let me ask you this. If, if the Colts have to play without, without Pittman, without Zach Moss, we don't know yet about Jonathan Taylor, although mm-hmm. things are trending in the right direction for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, without Pittman, without Moss, potentially, hypothetically, right. is that something or is that nothing considering what you got from Sermon, Goodson, and Montgomery? I would say personally, me, I think anytime you lose those guys, talking about Taylor, Pittman, uh, Zach Moss, I think it's something. I, I do think it's something because when you don't have those guys uh, out there, which you know consists of a lot of the – targets, runs uh, that the offense uses as far as Taylor and Pittman. I think you mentioned in here, I think it's uh, Pittman has, what, 30% of the share targets? Yeah, uh, 30% targets, yeah. target share. Yeah. So and when you talk about that, that's a lot. That, that lets you know how much they are depending on Pittman and how consistent he is right. out there in the football field. So you have to have guys that – I'm not saying they have to pay, play at that level – but when they have the opportunity to go out there and play, they have to make plays, and they have to have the coaches to put them in a position to make plays according to their talent. So I think it's always important, uh, and it's something when you don't have those guys playing. Now, in saying that, this past week those guys stepped up. Yeah, all those, all three of those guys stepped up and did a good job. They made it look like yeah, nothing. Yeah, they, they did make it exactly. They yeah. made it look like nothing. But yeah. it's going to be important for those guys to stay within themselves, not try to do too much out there. But just let the coaches put them in position to make plays. But I still think it is something. Something or nothing. I think it's something, especially this time of year, too. I think that's where you you want to have your full arsenal, especially down the stretch. So it's definitely something you talk about. I mean, just look at what Michael Pittman has done all year. You, you don't ever want to go into a game without Pittman because he has accounted and been so reliable for everything offensively. And you throw in a guy like Zach Moss while Jonathan Taylor has missed some time. And Zach Moss has been counted on in both the rushing and the passing game. Yeah. So it's kind of a you almost lose a two with one mm-hmm. when you now I know what the, I really like what the, we have seen in kind of the gadgets. I don't want to call him a gadget player, but kind of that role that Tyler Goodson was kind of stepped in mm-hmm. before Zach Moss got hurt. We saw him, you know, utilized in the run game after Moss's injury, but you saw that in the passing game, Goodson can kind of pick up that slack. But I think definitely it is something if Zach Moss can't go. And like you said about Jonathan Taylor, we aren't sure he was a full participant in a walkthrough, but that's the first one of the week. We got to see how that thumb really reacts when you start 
talking about holding on to the football because that's so important. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this week. But it's definitely something that those guys can't go. I'm yeah. saying it's nothing. Wow. I'm wow. saying it's nothing. I mean, collectively, I'm saying it's nothing. Maybe. Okay. Hopefully, I'm not proven wrong about that. But I was just, I was just that impressed. Oh. I was just that impressed with Montgomery's Very professionalism, so. his maturity to bounce back after. I mean, you, you've yeah. been there. I mean, oh, I'm sure you've oh, dropped a pass. I've that, dropped a number of passes. <laughs> maybe one. No. Yeah, right. One in, in your day. Okay, three. All right. I, no, I can tell you which ones I dropped. All right. I, I remember those. Remember those okay, ones a lot. Yes, more, I remember I'm those sure. a lot. But I'm saying I was just really impressed with like uh, that was a high leverage moment. Oh, yeah. The oh, entire man. crowd is barreling down on you, and you seemingly have the weight of the world on your shoulders after you drop a, a touchdown pass in a marquee game, standalone window, trying to beat the Steelers at home, like all of that in play. And you're coming in for Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> and, you know, on the blink of an eye, and you drop that pass. Yeah. And then he comes back on the next drive, two catches, one a 34-yarder that set up the score, you know, put the exclamation point on the on the drive with a 14-yard touchdown, his first career uh, score. And, again, I was just really impressed with the backs, too. Sermon. And, yep. uh, and they ran Goodson. so hard. They, they did. They ran so. I mean, credit too to the offensive line. Yes. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. But um, I, I just love that those three guys combined for 90 snaps, 215 total yards, awesome. and a touchdown. And I talked with uh, Tyler Goodson in the, in the locker room earlier this week, and I asked him like. Dude, how how did you get here? Because you were, I mean, all, all, all Big Ten uh, player, you know, a thousand yard rusher at Iowa. Yeah. Like, what, what's your, what's your story? Like, why? Not trying to like pick out a scab too much with him, but it's like, how did you go on draft? And he goes, I have no idea. He goes, it cut me. I have the biggest chip on on my shoulder because of that. He goes, on draft weekend, I cried like a baby. I have no idea why I didn't get drafted, but he's letting that fuel his fire. Huh. And last year in uh, in Green Bay, he was behind the top two backs there. Here he's behind Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. And it's just like you just have to wait. You just have to wait. If you if you stay around this league long enough, Bill, things are going to break your yes. way. And yeah. they did for Tyler Goodson. And you got to be ready when that opportunity comes. That's and that's what I was most impressed with, with all of those guys. Yep. Just their professionalism to handle that moment while not getting a lot of reps, if any at all during practice with the first-team offense. I agree. I agree agree that when those guys get an opportunity, you have to take advantage of the opportunity. And as you said, you stay around long enough, you're going to get an opportunity. You just have to be ready when the opportunity presents itself. And those guys, all three of them, were ready to go. They played. They performed. They performed at a high level uh, in a crucial game, uh, a situation in which the Colts needed to win that game uh, against Pittsburgh, an AFC opponent. And those guys just stepped in. And for Montgomery, to me, it's not just that he dropped the pass, but it was on fourth down. Yeah. So you're walking off that. Fi- so you're walking off the field. That is the longest walk yeah. after you drop a pass back to your sidelines and go and sit on the bench. And you have to think about it. And the good thing is he bounced right back. Mm-hmm. It's good that Gardner went right back to and, him. And that's he he caught the ball and scored. And that does a lot for a young man's confidence when the quarterback's going to go right back to you after you drop the pass. And that's one of the things that Gardner said this week was. First thing I told him is, hey, don't worry. The next one's coming right to yeah. you. Like that, that's something there. That, I mean, you know this being football guys. I mean, it's, that's a great feeling. The ball's going to find you. Yeah. And, and you just got to be ready. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're not, I mean, I'm sure he's, he's thought about that play in the back of the end zone a oh. hundred times since then because ultimately he should have had a two touchdown game because that ball was right there. So, yeah. 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 But, well, he found the end zone. Yep. The Colts won. All is good. All is forgiven, <laughs> right? As we, as we like to say. But no, I mean, Colts fans uh, getting indoctrinated with uh, 
you know, number 27, number 31, and number two on yes. your roster. That's what it's all about. All right, uh, the next something or nothing here. Let's talk about slow starts. The Colts have allowed 81 points in the first quarter this season. That is the third most opening quarter points in the NFL to date. We know about what happened last Saturday. The Colts got down early 13 to nothing, spotting uh, the Steelers a two-score lead. Is this something? Because the Colts' opposition, Bill, they have scored first in 10 of 15 games in wow. five straight. Colts' opposition, again, has scored first against the Colts in five straight games. So is that something or is it nothing because the Colts have – rallied back right they've won five of six yeah uh they've been able to overcome some of these uh holes and overcome some adversity including getting down early on the scoreboard plus two last week they rallied back and outscored the Steelers 30 to nothing yes the rest of the way so something or nothing there well it's good that the Colts have been fighters and fight back and get back into the games but I think it's something and the reason I say that is if you play with fire too long eventually you're gonna get burned and I, I hate to say that because if, if it continues you know they fought back and they've gotten back into games and no doubt you know last week they went on a 30 to nothing run pretty much they spotted Pittsburgh 13 points then the Colts scored 30 points after that Um, but eventually if you keep on doing that there's gonna be teams that take advantage of it and it's gonna be hard to play catch up so when every time you're playing catch up you're pretty much limiting yourself on what you can do as far as your scheme your offensive side of the ball what you're gonna do you're trying to catch up you're pretty much gonna pass the ball for the most part yeah. But you need to be able to have your full arsenal available to you. And I think the one of the ways you can do that is play even keel throughout the game, and meaning that hopefully don't let a team get up on you too much. Don't let a team get up on you at all. Yeah. And if you can play pretty much even for a while and then take that lead at the end and make them one-dimensional, then I think it's good for the team. So if they keep up, if they keep this up, I hope they stay resilient and fight and, and come back. But hopefully they don't do it too often because I think it can bite them in the butt. I misspoke. We've only played 14 games. So it's been 10 of 14 okay. games, okay. which is, I mean, that's that's an even higher percentage yeah. there. Something or nothing case. Right. I, I think it's something. Um, but I also want to preface it with – I'm. I, I know you've done your research, and I hate to, to but I would like I'd like to see what happened after you score the first. Win. How? What is that number? Like, what's that deficit? Like, if it's seven because they got the ball first, and the Colts go down and score seven, so then it's tied, right. and then. It, but agree that it is something. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is, there is something about this team that it's almost like they find their footing and then they take off, and and, and I don't want them to lose that. I think. This weekend is huge. Games like this where Atlanta teetering. You read my mind. I mean, I I think it's something this weekend. Like, I think it is important and imperative to get out on the board, get off to an early lead, and just kind of suck that will out of the Falcons. Because this team, you know, they're teetering on those playoff chances. And, you know, that vacation. (laughs) You're right. Teetering. You're you're right. I mean, like, like the Panthers said last week when, you know, in the locker room, after they beat the Falcons, what they said is they're going on vacation too. I mean, that's, that's essentially what the reality is is almost setting in so getting to them early and just go ahead and let them book that trip to Cabo wherever they're going let's get them get that get that book trip or that trip booked at halftime for the Falcons yeah I mean they've lost back-to-back games inside their division two weeks ago they were in a great spot yeah but then they lost back-to-back games to Tampa and then the the inexplicable one was last week I know it was horrible conditions and you know that's neither here nor there but a a really bad loss maybe a one of the worst losses in franchise history losing nine to seven to the to 
to the Carolina Panthers in a game where you don't even give up a touchdown on yeah. defense. Their defense has been really good. We'll yeah. talk about that coming up in just a second. But right now they've got an 11% chance of making the playoffs. They're switching Ooh. quarterbacks. You just have to get on them early. Yeah. Send a message. Right, It's Christmas Eve. I mean, They're going to have a great Christmas, but winning against the Colts should not be part of it. <laughs> no, right? no. So I know they've got playmakers and they've got a great defense and they still have plenty to, to make this a game. Oh, in yeah. fact, I, I, I highly anticipate that it will Yeah, because that's the NFL, right? right. There's just parity. Right. All these games come down to the, the last four minutes and they're all seemingly one-score games. In fact, their, their last five losses, uh, Atlanta's last five losses have been by five points or less. But <laughs> – it's it's a team right now that's on the brink. You know, Arthur Smith is certainly on the hot seat down there. So you just can't give a, a bad football team hope. So get off to a good start and give them plenty of reasons to think about. Let's let's just go home and drink some eggnog, open up some presents, <laughs> right. sit by the fire, and let's have a good Christmas from here on yeah, out. Make them pack it in early. There you, you go. Know, if you can jump there on them go. early, they'll pack it in early eventually because they say, you know what, we lose this game, we're pretty much done. Right. It's over with. So yeah. and you get on them early. Defeat them mentally. Exactly. More likely, they're probably going to pack it in. They're professionals. They probably shouldn't. They shouldn't right. pack it in. But sometimes it's just human nature that you know what when you, when you're down that much and you're trying to come back and you know that yeah, if, if you're you down 14 or nothing in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah, and then you know that you know things. Human nature. Yeah, kicks things in. and things are not going your way and it's snowballing against you and eventually it's 21 nothing. Then you know what yeah. they're like probably hey like you know what this is going to be a tough uphill battle to get back in this game. You know what, let's, uh, like you said, I'm going to call my wife after the game's <laughs> over, see if we can make some reservations to go on yeah. vacation. Yeah. Right. Eddie Merlot's. Huh? <laughs> yeah. See if we can get in, yeah. sit at the bar. All right, let's go uh, something or nothing on special teams. Matt Gay. Matt Gay's missed four kicks the last two weeks, including an extra point, and now he's dealing with a right hip injury we found out this week. And the Colts, they don't have a kicker on their practice squad. They don't have anybody else that can that can efficiently kick the ball like obviously Matt Gay can, and we haven't seen any moves this week. So it tells you that the, the injury must be minor at this point. Um, but last week he was three for five on fuel goals. It was his first game with two missed fuel goals since the 2019 season when he was a rookie with Tampa Bay. He's been really good up until the last couple of weeks, obviously. I mean, through the first 12, he converted 23 of 27 fuel goals, all 29 of his PATs, um, and missed just two kicks of less than 40 yards. And obviously it's it's not been that the last couple of games. Gay is 10 of his past 15 on fuel goals. And he's got at least one miss in four of the Colts' past five games. Elsewhere on special teams, it's been uneven the last two games as well. I mean, against the Bengals and the Steelers, you had missed kicks. You had uh, muffed punts. You allowed some long returns on kickoffs. And you also had a punt, uh, excuse me, a punt blocked Casey Valier. So the special teams the last two weeks here, a little bit of a question mark. Is it something or nothing? It's definitely something. It's one of those things that I would say prior to what we saw in Cincinnati, I think if we want to go back that far, special teams was an area you said, you know what? They've been pretty solid all year, and we've had some blo- – I'm not worried about Matt Gay. Matt Gay is a guy that – he's an experienced kicker. I, I think he's just – you go through funks. You know, I'm, I'm a golfer, and I'll have some, some funks, if you will. I'm a former baseball player. I'd go through some slumps when I'm hitting. I think Matt Gay's just dealing with a little bit of a slump. He's going to get back into it. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. There's just a couple other things special teams-wise that make me go with the something. I think you talk about the blocked punt last week. 
that's something we just haven't seen out of Rigo in a while. I mean, since 2020 was the last time he had a punt blocked, and it's just something we just don't typically see. So that was a little bit of a, a chink in the armor, if you will. We saw the suspensions of Isaiah McKenzie and Tony Brown, who are core special teams guys. So you're going to have some other guys that need to step up. Right. Isaiah had the muff punt, so you can trip. Yeah. So there is a lot that goes into what's gone on special teams the last handful of weeks. So I think it is something. But this is a this is a group that has you know, a lot of really good, really good players on it. So I think they're going to be able to rebound, but it's definitely something to look at and keep an eye on as we move forward. And I thought Josh Downs did a pretty good job, yeah, all things considered, yeah. last week. Yeah, he did a good job, I thought, when you talk about returning punts back there. And one of the key things to me when returning punts is one of the first things to do, of course, is feeling the ball. That's the most important thing, feeling it, make sure you control it. Then after that, if you can get a first down, I mean, right. 10 yards, mm-hmm. average 10 yards at least on your punt returns, that's something very positive, and that's what you want to do. And that's what Josh did last week. So he averaged over 10 yards uh, on his returns on, av- on average. So I think that's very important. And I think it is something. I think it is something myself. I'm not worried like you, Casey. I'm not worried about Matt Gay in the sense of that missing the kicks and things like that. I am concerned about the hip, though. Yes, oh, that, I agree I'm with concerned that, yeah. about the hip. Now, that, that part is, is something that I think I'm, I'm, I know I'm concerned about that. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully it's just one of those things. It's just a blip that he'll be okay. Right. Treatment and he'll be he'll be good to go on game day. But as far as the muff punts, as far as the block punts, things like that, that's something they need to clean up because that because as you know, special teams is a big part of any game. <laughs> Three games left, <laughs> yes. trying to make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Crowded race. I mean, the margin of error. Let's go. Yes, it's a, it's a big part of the game. Right. So they need to clean those areas up. They clean those areas up. I'm fine with everything else in, the, in regards to the special teams. And there's a part of me that says with Josh Downs, getting him the football, that's what you want to do. He's yeah. a playmaker. So giving him a, other opportunities to change a game, I do like that. I, mm-hmm. Isaiah McKenzie's the same way. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he is lightning in a bottle. He's a guy that can, mm-hmm. you know, he can turn one on real quick. I mean, we saw that in Germany. I mean, yeah. that was mm-hmm. such a huge play we saw. So mm-hmm. I think Josh Downs has that similar thing. Mm-hmm. So giving him more opportunities, you always want to see the football in one's hands. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if this is one way to kind of – he's kind of had – Maybe not that rookie wall, but we've seen his production dip a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is just one more way to get him the football. Yeah. So. Casey Vallier's golf game and Matt Gay <laughs> having the shanks. Hey, hey, Matt Gay, you're still my kicker on, on fantasy, so know, I'm good man. with it. You're saying Matt Gay has a case of the chili peppers. Is that it? Oh, my goodness. That he's at the driving range and he's just got the chili peppers like yeah. a tin cup. Right, exactly. You know, a little Kevin Costner <laughs> reference right there. If you know, you know. If you like the late 90s movies, just go ahead and yes. watch Tin Cup. It's a classic, right? It is money. Just keep going. It it is a classic. All right, that was something or nothing with Bill Brooks, Casey Vallier. I'm Matt Taylor. A guy, again, that was definitely something last week. That was Trey Sermon. 17 carries, 88 yards, came in off the bench and just balled out. He and Tyler Goodson took over their uh, running back duties for the injured Zach Moss last week, and the Colts offense didn't miss a beat. They ran for 170 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Trey Sermon, first year with the Indianapolis Colts. He's a really good dude. And he joined us earlier today on the official Colts podcast. As promised here in studio, joining us today, Colts running back Trey Sermon, who balled out last Saturday in the Colts' big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers to the tune of 88 yards on 17 carries, over five yards per clip. Trey, congratulations on that huge performance out of you, man. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm you know just glad to be here. Absolutely. So I want to talk about just the the mindset before we get into anything else. You know, you, you see 
your teammate Zach Moss. You see him get banged up, right? You see him leave the game with that forearm injury. What, what is the balance internally with you of showing concern and compassion for your teammate Zach Moss? He's a great guy, great player, and and being there for him versus at the same time, you know, in the back of your mind, it's like it's go time. Like yeah. let's let's bleep and go for you. How, how do you how do you balance all of that in in a short amount of time? Um, it's really all about the mentality. Uh, again, you know, I definitely had to, you know, show concern because, you know, Zach is a, a good friend of mine as well, a great teammate. Right. So, you know, just checking in with him, see how he was doing. But at the same time, I know it's, it's time to go to work. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's an opportunity to help this team win. Um, and, and that's really all it took. Now you talk about it's the mentality. Now you know that we know that you don't get a lot of reps in practice, uh, especially with the ones and, and things like that um so going into a game knowing that it's you might have the opportunity to play it only takes one play for you to get the opportunity to play what's your mindset going into the game and what are some of the things you do specifically mm-hmm. during a week of practice to prepare yourself for that moment um really the you know it, it's all in the preparation yeah. um I prepare like I'm starting every okay. week I mean and that's just kind of always been my mentality again throughout my career I've always shared the backfield so you know I always prepare like I'm I'm about to start like Mm -hmm. I'm the number one guy Mm -hmm. so you know uh, my mantra is you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready Mm -hmm. and (laughs) um, yeah really just going out there being able to really execute at a high level Uh, you know I, I know that in this league again all it takes is that one play so again that just um, goes back to the the preparation. What, well, what goes into that preparation? I mean, is it mm-hmm. extra film study? Is it maybe maybe working with uh, another quarterback to get mm-hmm. the timing down on certain yep. plays? Is it running routes on on air with some quarterbacks or with mm-hmm. DB? So, what what does that preparation look like? Uh, for me, really, it's it's a lot of film study. Okay. You know, earlier in the week, I always start off with you know watching at least maybe like two to three games on mm-hmm. the on our opponent. And then, you know, I, that's when I, after that, I get into like the cut-ups as the week go on, mm-hmm. explosive runs, um, a lot of the the blitzes that the, the other team do, just so, you know, I'm ready, ready for everything. And then, you know, um, as far as like just catching the ball, always on the jugs after practice, um, running routes, um, catching the ball from Sam. You know, just all of that really just so I know once I get my opportunity, I I take advantage of it. How hard is that to do? How hard is it to take, as Bill said, you're not getting a ton of run with the first team offense, right? Not when you have a healthy Jonathan Taylor and and Zach Moss has been here, you know, each of the last two years. How hard is that to do to get the mental reps and to still be in a position to, to play well, even though you didn't get the physical reps mm-hmm. with the guys in that huddle. And then to go out there on, on Saturday like you did, mm-hmm. and the offense and yourself, you guys didn't miss a beat. It is pretty tough, but, you know, um, you, you just have to be patient. Again, you never know when your number's going to be called. And yeah. it's, it's tough. I mean, from when I first got here, you know, I played a little bit. All the guys were healthy, and, and they were rolling. So, uh, again, I had to prepare like, you know, I was still the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, that that's really all it is. It, it, it definitely is hard, but, you know, you, you just have to stay focused and, and stay locked in. And, you know, just understanding the scheme of what we're doing um, goes back to, you know, the, the film study. Yeah. It, it allows you to, to, to play fast when you're out there because you know what to expect. What was Saturday night like for you? What was it like for – 
for Tyler. You guys both mm-hmm. come in. You combined for over 100 yards. As I said, you both were over five yards per carry. I mean, just how, how much fun and how much adrenaline did you guys <laughs> get from, from both of your performances? Man, it was great. You know, just uh, it was a good feeling just to get out there and get in the rhythm. Um, you know, I, I was having – well, towards the end of the game, I was having flashbacks of, you know, when I was at Ohio yeah. State yeah. And <laughs> playing in Lucas Oil. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, Big just ten. going back to just getting in that rhythm, getting yeah. in the flow. And, you know, I, I play with a lot of passion and excitement. And I felt like, yeah, I mean, it, it was on full display. H- had you ever been a part of a drive where you run it 13 straight times? No, <laughs> maybe back in like Pee Wee or you know what I mean, like back in those uh, early um, youth football days in Marietta, yeah. Georgia. By the way, yes, right? sir. Probably in high school, you know, we, we <laughs> ran the ball a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, it was. I had to catch my win because uh, again, I know moving the chains. I mean, Shane was going to call another run play. So. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Just had to be ready. Yeah. Now you talk about that running back room with JT and Zach and. What are some of the things that you've learned from JT and Zach while being, while being in that room mm-hmm. that you take and put into your game as far as a running back when you get out there on the football field? Uh, some things that I picked up from those guys is just uh, really just patience and, and timing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to really let things develop. And, you know, a, a lot of running backs, they understand that, but it's another thing really getting a feel for the offensive line. And, you know, you with film study, you anticipate a lot of things, but the timing has to be perfect yeah. because in this league, the game is so fast, so that hole will open and close in a blink of an eye. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's definitely one thing that I, I picked up from those guys. What, what do you most enjoy about this offense in this situation? <clears throat> you know, you've been on three teams since 2021, started in San Francisco, last year in Philadelphia with Shane Steichen. Now you're back with him in this offense in a different situation with the Colts what is it about this this spot in this locker room that kind of seems to fit you so to speak uh really just the the determination of this team yeah. you know um I feel like I feel well because you know I'm I'm a fighter and no matter what what happens what, whatever circumstances I'm going to battle and that's really just the mantra of this team you know find a way to win so no matter what the the odds are like or you mm-hmm. know the situation it is we're we're going to keep clawing and keep fighting now you talk about you fit into this locker room, which is a good thing. And another person that you've played with, uh, I think, fits in this locker room well is Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. What makes Gardner so special that the guys just like to gravitate towards Gardner? Gardner, he, he's a great guy, man. And, you know, he – I feel like he, he really stepped up. And, you know, he's always been, a, you know, a, a great teammate. But, you know, just that leader to, to get everybody going, uh, get everybody – you know, focus on, on their preparation, get everybody locked in when it's, when it's go time. As I said, you're from Marietta, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. So you grew up about 25, 30 minutes away from Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium yep. in, in downtown Atlanta. How excited are you to, to go back home, especially around the holidays, mm-hmm. to see a lot of friends and family? I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of people hitting you up for tickets this weekend, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be great. You know, I, I haven't played in that stadium mm-hmm. I've, I've been there a bunch of times but you know it, it's going to be exciting just to you know be able to play in front of all my, my my friends and family forgive my ignorance on the the georgia high school football system <laughs> you went to sprayberry high school yeah um and then certainly too tyler goodson and josh downs mm-hmm. were teammates at a nearby high school um i can't remember that name of the high school off the top of my head but did you guys play each other 
in no, high school? We, we didn't. Okay. It, they went to uh, North Gwinnett. Yes, but, that's right. Um, North Gwinnett. That's I, right. It was probably about like 35, 40 minutes away from okay. us. But we, we never played them. And you told me off the air that you did not grow up a Falcons fan. No, I did How did not. that happen? <laughs> Who did you root for growing up then? I mainly just had favorite players. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a favorite team. And that's how it goes these days. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all they market uh, yeah. the individual player, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Just looking at the players and not, <laughs> not the team. Now, you've, uh, this is the second time you've been with Shane. Mm-hmm. You're with Shane in Philadelphia. What, I'm not saying what's different, but how is Shane now? Of course, he's a head coach, not a, a, just a coordinator. How is Shane now compared to what, what he was when he was at Philly as a, a coordinator? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, once he, uh, you know, got into that role, um, I mean, pretty much what carried over is, you know, how he relates to guys. Uh, you know, he has to relate to the defense more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a head coach now. So um, I, I feel like the same way, you know, he would kind of talk to us, get us going as, as a coordinator. Now he just has to do it as a head coach to the defense as well. So nothing really has changed. Um, you know, I, I love playing for Shane. He, 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 he's a great guy, great, great coach. And, you know, he, he knows how to really get everybody going. Um, I mean, he usually has a quote, you know, before the game just to really help you get your mind right, you know, just, just train your mind, you know, just to prepare for, for, yeah. for Sundays. One yeah. of those things I like about Shane is the intensity that he has yeah. as far as when he approached the games. Is that intensity the same as it was when he was in Philly now uh, as, he, as a head coach? No doubt. I mean, uh, his intensity was the ex- exact same. And, you know, a lot of guys, they, they love that because, you know, he, he truly does care um, mm-hmm. for, for this team. And, you know, he wants us to all succeed. And, you know, I, again, I, I feel like Shane, is, he, he's, he's a great head coach. That's Trey Sermon with us. Final couple of things. So gracious with your time. You talk about how you watch a lot of film. Mm-hmm. You've no doubt seen this uh, uh, Falcons defense yep. really good in a lot of key categories like points and red zone and third down. <clears throat> What is it about their defense that's going to present a really good challenge for you guys on Sunday? Again, they they, they have great players. Um, you know, they, they have a great D-line, mm-hmm. a great secondary as well. Um, I feel like we just have to, you know, be efficient in the run game and, you know, make those tough catches, um, being able to pick up blitzes. Um, I, I feel like if we stay on point with that, then we'll be successful. How much do you like doing the dirty work? You just talked about it, having to pick up guys on blitz pickup and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're protecting in the passing game. How much do you enjoy that part of the game, doing all the stuff that's not going to show up in the box score? I enjoy it a lot because <laughs> I know it, it, it'll be a factor to, you know, the team having success. I mean, again, if, if I, you know, know what's in front of me, pick up the right blitz, Gardner's able to get the ball off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it's part of my job. And, and again, I, I love it because, you know, I'm in a position where I can help this team win. Yep. Lastly, how much fun is this? I mean, you guys got yeah. three games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're eight and six. Everything's in front of you, including winning the division, right? The AFC South is still up for grabs. I mean, just how how much fun are you guys having? How much fun is this for you personally mm-hmm. being in this situation to to make the postseason here? It's fun, man. You know, uh, it, I enjoy being here. It's definitely a blessing. And, you know, all the guys are excited. I mean, again, everything's in front of us. We just have to we just have to go get it. Yep. And you know, that that's really all you can ask for is it, a chance and, and we have that. So yep. you know, everybody's excited. I'm excited and you know, just looking forward to, you know, Sunday. Yeah, no doubt about that. Trying to get another Christmas present under the tree with a win uh, in Atlanta. That's Trey Sermon. Trey, congratulations again yes. on a fantastic game last Saturday. Keep it going with three games to go. Really appreciate your time. And, yes, ha- sir. and happy you. holidays. Yeah. Absolutely. Same to you. Definitely. 
Trey Sermon right there, the pride of Oklahoma and Ohio State. Now with the Indianapolis Colts again, 88 yards, 17 carries in the big win last Saturday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, our thanks to Trey Sermon for joining us on the official Colts podcast. We're back here again. Casey Vallier is over there back in Trey's spot. Bill Brooks, I'm Matt Taylor. Wrapping it up here, let's talk about these these Falcons a little bit more in depth. I want to hit the pause button on the Falcons and the metaphorical pause button because there are certain things about this 6-8 and eight club, as we said, that give you pause. This yes. is not going to be a layup game for the Colts, despite the fact that you're talking about an under 500 team, a team that's lost two in a row inside their own division, five of their last seven. Arthur Smith, as we said, he's on the hot seat. They're changing quarterbacks to Taylor Heineke. They haven't been able to utilize some of their playmakers and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and uh, Bijan Robinson. As we said, they're in danger of missing the playoffs for the sixth straight year. They lose on Sunday. They'll be guaranteed their sixth straight Man. losing yeah. season in Atlanta. You know, Arthur Blank is one of the great owners in this league, and he's really kind of frustrated with how things are going. But despite all of that, they can give you problems, and the Colts know that. So, Bill, I'll start first for you. Get out. Remember the old DVD players? You still have a DVD I'll, player? I don't have it, but I remember. You know, you know hit the, I remember Hit the pause those. button. Yeah, yeah. you know that. Freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> there Freeze it right there. <laughs> go to the next chapter. Yep. You know, what, what gives you pause, the most pause, about this Falcons team as it relates to the Colts matchup on Sunday? What gives me the most pause? <laughs> oh, Billy! Oh, well done, Billy. What gives me the most pause? Playing about, the floor is lava here. What are you doing? <laughs> what gives me the most pause well about this, about well this Falcons team is, is their defense. Their defense. They, they yeah. have a good defense. They they play well. They're in a lot of categories. They were in the top ten in regards to defense, like in the red zone, uh, third down. Uh, things like that. So yeah, they, they're, they, they're top they, 10 in points, passing yards, total yards, first downs allowed, third down defense, three and out rate, punts forced, red zone, and fourth quarter defense. Yeah, this is very formidable so, to so your point. That, so those are things that gives me pause. And if the Colts can't have a good uh, red zone showing from the offensive standpoint, a good showing on third down, which is going to be very important to keep the ball moving and, mm-hmm. and getting down the field. Those things give me pause. So this team, you know, you look at their record and everything and six and eight, and people might think, oh, they're not playing well, whatever. They have playmakers on that team, and they have a defense that's just been playing lights out for the most part. And they've been carrying the team for the most part this season. So going against their defense and making sure the Colts are efficient, especially on third down and red zone, are the things that I'm looking forward to the Colts to do. But – the Falcons' defense gives me pause. Great defense. Their Achilles' heel, though, has been having to hold the weight of the team yep. on yes. their shoulders. They have they have crumbled in crunch time in the in fourth quarters. Right in their in their last four losses, Atlanta was leading or tied with a minute to go, and each time the Falcons gave up a long drive, all covering at least seventy yards, to give up the touchdown or field goal that cost them the game. Yeah. So they do have a little bit of a chink in their armor, as you said. So I was going to go with what Bill said, but I'm going to flip it to the offensive side, and I'm going to go Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the reason we okay. saw Heineke come in here last year as a member with Washington. And, and, and they did enough. I wouldn't say it was a great game, but they did enough to get a win. And, and there's something about 
you know, late in the season. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. For Taylor Heineke, he's fighting for his NFL life. Yes. You know, he he is looking to get, all right, I'm going to show that I can I can be there to be, you know, that key backup or fight for a starting job. He's done a decent job in Atlanta to this point, but Desmond Ritter has kind of been the guy they're like, we want to see if this is the guy for the future. They've now benched him for the second time, so I think ultimately the answer, the is, no. answer is no. Right. So for Taylor Heineke, he is trying to say, hey, you can keep me here, and next year I can be your guy. So that a little bit scares me because, Matt, you talked about the weapons they have offensively, whether that's Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake London. Those three guys right there, there's a reason they were top ten picks in the last three NFL drafts mm-hmm. in the first rounds. I mean, these are – great playmakers offensively they are game changers so those three guys give you a little bit of pause for sure but I say Taylor Heineke coming in with this nothing to lose mentality that's kind of where I am and what what did he have on the other day in his press conference oh yeah so he <laughs> I mean he's just kind of a free spirit I, dude. I love the free he's yeah, letting it flow so right? he came out for his you know when they announced he's the starter he had a sweatshirt on of bush light and they, they asked what's with the bush light sweatshirt and I guess last year after a commander's win he got fined for drinking bush light on the plane <laughs> so bush light sent him a whole bunch of merchandise so he was just giving a pub to Bush Appreciate Light. you, bro. <laughs> that's so good. And that, that's his mentality right, right now. I, I, I love this quote. This, I mean, he's got a free spirit, like you said, but it, this quote, it says, I just want to have fun out there, especially when stuff's going bad. Make sure that people realize it's just a game. It's supposed to be fun. I know it's your job, but this game is meant to be fun. I think that kind of radiates towards people. Get the stress off. Let's just go out there, play, have fun, and play loose. <laughs> There you go. I mean, last year, last year, like you said, he came into Lucas Oil Stadium with a yep. pretty mediocre commander team. Yes, he and did. they got the job done. He led a fourth quarter game winning drive. Yeah, they that. scored with under a minute to go. Uh, the Colts lost that game seventeen to sixteen. Heineken that game had seventy four percent completion percentage yep. and almost three hundred yards. Yeah. So this dude can play, especially when you know the offense is going to be tailored to to what he does well. He has no mental restrictions. Yeah. He's right. just going to go out there and play. He's just play go loose. Play, play yeah. free. And if he can. He can communicate that to the rest of the guys on the offense. You know yeah. what? You know you need to be. You need to watch out for that. You right. need to watch out for those guys that. Hey, look, they're just playing. Like you said, he's playing for his his NFL career because right. he wants to either stay there or go somewhere else. There's yeah. 31 other teams out there in the National Football League that he could go to. Uh, so he's, he's. This is his resume. Part of his resume. This game right now, not right now, but on Sunday, yeah. is part of his resume. Can you hit the pause button again? What what part? <laughs> that's some deceleration right there, Bill. That's some deceleration. Yeah, if you don't need acting in your yeah. in your life, man, well, it's pretty good, yeah. Billy. No yeah. acting, no acting. If I decelerate that, if I was running, yeah. I might blow out an Achilles or something. Blow out an ACL. I'm glad you didn't, man. I'm glad you, that did not hit the pause button on your career. Otherwise, you would not be in the ring of honor and the true goat that you are. Uh, all right, let's talk about real quick Santa's Colts wish list here. What is the likelihood of all of all of these things happening this weekend? under the Colts football chimney to close out here. we got the Bengals at the Steelers. Saturday afternoon game, the Colts need the Steelers to win that football game because the Bengals have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Colts. Bills at Chargers. Saturday night game, Colts need the Chargers to win that game to give the Bills another loss. The Bills are 8-6, and six, just like the Colts. Browns at Texans. Sunday afternoon, the Colts need the Browns to win that football game. Obviously give the, uh, the Texans another loss. C.J. Stroud likely 
likely out at quarterback. Another week dealing with a concussion. Jags at Buccaneers Sunday afternoon. The Colts obviously need the Bucs to win that game. If the Colts win, Jags lose. You're talking about first place in the AFC South, Bill Brooks. Oh, that would be what nice. is the likelihood of all of that happening? Uh, you know what? I would love for all that to happen for, yeah. for the Colts, but I just don't know. Because you, you look at the Bengals Steelers. Steelers are going with Rudolph, new quarterback. Hey, it's Christmas time in Rudolph. <laughs> That's a win right there. That's Come true. on That's now. He knows how to play. Well, you, hey. you got the Bills and Chargers. Chargers without Herbert. You got the Browns and Texans. Texans more than likely without C.J. Stroud. Three of those teams don't have their starting quarterback. So, to me, I think that's going to be something that's, you know, it's going to be tough for, the, uh, for those teams to overcome. So, I, I think it'll be tough for the, those teams that we need to lose to lose. But I do think the Buccaneers will beat the Jaguars since Trevor Lawrence more than likely will not play still in concussion mm-hmm. protocol. So, I like, that opp- I like that chance for the Colts, and you that would hopefully help the Colts get in the first you place. You want this hot take? Yeah. Chargers beat the Bills. Wow. wow. First, game, first game with an interim uh, head coach. Wow. Yeah. Rick Venturi always says, never underestimate the power of the first game of an interim head coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but the, <laughs> that one, I would say that yeah. the, 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 the Bills, the I agree, bills, are, the but bills, the bills, bills are hot right now. Bills are hot. They're due, though. they got to fly across the country. Agreed. I'm saying the Chargers pull that off. Well, okay. upset off. So and here's the way I look at it. I think Saturday, zero chance. I think both those games you need to happen do not happen, but I think all three on You're Sunday. You're saying the Bengals beat the Steelers? Yes. I think the Bengals beat the Steelers on Saturday. I know I said go Rudolph because it's Christmas time, but I mean, Jamar Chase may not play, so that is a, a little bit of a chink in their armor. When is Jake Browning going to turn into a pumpkin? I agree with you, but I look at it, it's Mason Rudolph and Jake Browning. I, you know, <laughs> you pick, I'm going, pick the I'm, name. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm going, I'm going with Browning. And, and, then, yeah. and then with the Bills, I think Josh Allen's going to just go out and just do what Josh Allen does, and it's going to be a typical playoff-esque Bills-looking team with a big 20-point victory over Easton Stick and the Chargers. Sounds like a bat. I know, it does. Can you're, I you're... borrow your Easton Stick? <laughs> you just hit a home run the third inning with it. Can I borrow that Easton Stick? But so... then but then I think I think the Browns and the Buccaneers both get wins on Sunday. If the Colts get a victory, I think you're looking at the Colts with a, a nice little comfort in that lead. you got the, the, well, the tiebreaker over I'm Houston. I'm shutting down over... the computer. There you go. We're done. I'm right with it. This is what I'm saying. None of it matters. None of it matters unless the Colts, Colts take care of their own yep, business exactly. and get a big time, you know, nice little uh, gift card, if you will, yeah. in their stocking on Christmas Eve, opening up some presents here. Trying to get the nine and six, trying to get to three games over 500 for the first time this season. And it all starts Christmas Eve at one o'clock in the A. TL with Bill Brooks, Casey Vallier, I'm Matt Taylor. Sherry, you are the best behind the scenes on the YouTube video feed. And thanks everybody again for joining us on the Colts Audio Network. Colts and Falcons this Sunday, and we will do it again next Thursday, breaking down Colts and Raiders. But a big one here in week 16. We'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. And thanks for dialing us up here on the official Colts podcast brought to you by WinBet. So long. 